Welcome, everybody. We are on to podcast number 32. I doubt everyone's aware of that because everyone would be logging in faithfully and subscribing, I'm sure. Um, just a, a first up, we've got Millsy away today. He's got bigger and better plans. So instead of uh, the person that everyone loves the most, Millsy, um, we've got a, a cheap copy. <laughs> we've got that. No, we've got uh, Trent Brown from Allstate. How are you, mate? Good day, Mick. Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Really well. Yeah, thanks for coming. No problems. I don't know where Millsy is today, but I could tell you where he was last night because I had a drink with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's at work, though. Okay. You can confirm that. That would explain the sunnies at 9 a.m. this morning. Very good. Okay. Well, he's here. That's good. You play up, but you just have to show up. They're the rules. Yeah. And that would have been at um, a wine bar that we know of. That, exactly. That's yeah. where he was. Yep. Copy that. Guilty. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it's it's been a while. Allstate's all one of our um, key insurers, and we haven't um, probably um caught up for a bit just to see where things are at across I guess the farm spot and the new SME play and the livestock. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots been happening. Obviously with the uh the launch of the um the our SME product. Um yeah. so I think there's we've been we've been transacting it since June. We took a little bit longer than we would have liked. Yeah. Um but these things obviously take a fair bit of time to get in place and and finding uh, security which was the, the main main part. Um, but no, that's well, obviously started that, and, that, and that's going well. Yeah. Um, we've been learning, learning on the trot. I think that um, there, there's been some challenges, but I guess a lot of it is, for me, has been we know a lot of the people at Oshaw through our dealings over the years, um, our history with Oshaw. Obviously, me working here a while ago, um, and the system that we utilised was very similar, well, the same. Yeah. That was built by old Uncle Harry. So there's a lot of things that uh, that, that worked well, um, so p played into our favour. Yeah, well, just a bit of context for that. So um, for, the, for the brokers who either don't know or don't remember, um, Oshaw had Fordham underwriting, um, uh, their security um, ceased. So uh, it took us a while to get this sorted, but then the Fordham underwriting um, uh, SME biz pack is getting at least offered by Allstate as new business terms, subject to uh, underwriting criteria. Um, and the the good thing there was that we had Tim system on Fordham and Allstate, so that made the conversion a lot easier. Um, it's it's definitely not the it's probably one of the oldest platforms going around in terms of um, or hasn't been upgraded. But the good thing about that though is that. The other insurers that we spoke to aside from Allstate, everyone either gave it an amber light or a green light subject to two to three years IT, um, wrapping their heads around that. So we actually got a solution with Allstate nearly immediately. Um, and when I say immediately, it got done inside of 10 months. Yeah, I think from start to finish, that was how it happened. But so it's a bit of a, a miracle. There's no awards for, for getting any of that done. But, um, <laughs> It's just the fact that we, we we could put it together was that we were able to pick up um, you know those relationships which is which has been fantastic. I think that any IT project that I've, I've been involved with, uh, either just on the sidelines or directly involved with, always ends up probably double the cost and mm. more than double the time. Just the challenges, and I think that uh, you know uh, with the, with the SME package, there's lots of different sections and rating factors now. Yeah. When they talk about the you know they've got different storm loading, bushfire. Yeah. Um, you know all the wind ratings and, the, and those sorts of things. So, and then you got your postcodes uh, and everything. So it was, no, it did work well, Mick. It was, um, it was a good start. 
Yeah, it was. So that's that's been running just or yeah for five months now. Yeah. Yep. Five months. Um, I think that the, there was obviously there was a lot of challenges at start. I think that the good part about it was that just the Osho, um, the way Osho did business was the great feedback that we got. And there's a few people in particular um, who did a, a lot of work providing us with feedback on, on rates in the market. So, and I think where we were is that we took the our rating and, and had a professional look at it, and that was Finity. Yeah. Um, they've done they've done some a lot of rating work for us, and and their opinion was that. On average, our rates would have been fifteen percent below where the market was. Yeah, and I think we quickly worked out that wasn't the case um, in a lot of examples. So with the feedback we've got, we've been able to basically get that feedback, uh, provide that to our security, which is Lloyd's, which is a Canopius and Axis, the Lloyd syndicates, and um, and with the quality of the feedback, we've been able to to you know have a look at our rates. And there have been significant reductions, um, which is I was really excited about doing the podcast so we could get that out to many as many people as we could. And knowing this is a, this is an onshore um, podcast to get to get it to um, to your guys to let them know. Um, so I think the hazard hazard ones to three, which are your, your lower hazards. Yeah. So they might be office risks or doctor surgeries. So they've had a forty percent reduction in the property rate. Um, so significant there, and and I guess that. Lloyd's historically, as as the onshore brokers would know, have always been in the harder to place market. Yeah. So Canopius are based in Australia, and they're a little bit different. They're thinking outside the box, and they're looking for a long term relationship, and they're looking for business. Um, I guess that where you call it sticky business. That once you've got it, so that they've got that mindset, which is fantastic. And then a lot of the uh, higher occupations, um, up to occupation hazard six is basically a 30% discount on the property section. And that's where we found a lot of the, the rating was out. Okay. Yeah, initially we initially we had an earthquake uh, an earthquake loading that was gone a bit haywire. Yeah. So we had some crazy rates and a couple of the brokers in Newcastle found out pretty quickly um, because I think the market was about two grand on a risk and we might've been 200. <laughs> um, so there might've been a couple of extra zeros. So that was that yeah. that we didn't pick up when testing, but obviously we, we found that and, and, and were able to fix that pretty quickly. So. Um, so that's that's I mean that's a good example of the relationship that we've got with, with the offshore brokers for them to come back and say look, you know, you're a bit you're a bit out here, yeah. but not not that to say well this is how far you're out, um, and that's really helpful and I guess that's you know just a part of the the his, historical relationship we've had so so that worked really well. Yeah, you can definitely tell um, when, when I'm calling around to brokers as well they're they're happy to give that feedback because of the I guess the legacy of um, Mr Trent Brown Allstate. Uh, Fordham, so that 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 helps. Yeah. Um, when when did the rates officially change? They they changed just over two weeks ago. Yeah. So they've been in the system for a while. So we expect to see an uptick in retention, um, and our new business strike rate um, was already already at a at a, at a acceptable rate for us. Yeah. Um, and so you know we're hopefully that that will also um, improve. Yeah. So uh, so we're just waiting to see how the the end of this month will go, which isn't in a couple of days. So, um, but no, that's, I mean, I think that the, the fever have got for them to uh, help us get better. Um, that's uh, it's been a huge positive for us. So and I think I just want to officially say thanks because there's a lot of people, I won't mention them, but, but they know who there are. There's some, you know, Lauren Achuka, I probably get, I shouldn't have mentioned her, <laughs> but she did some lot, did a lot of work and, and, and the whole team at Achuka have been really good. Um, the guys in Newcastle have been fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, Josh Lagudi and, and anyone has, provi has provided some some help. 
because I think you've got two opportunities when you get feedback, either ignore it um, or you actually do something about it. And I think that we've demonstrated over the time that, you know, if you've got the opportunity to do something, um, you should do it. Yeah, and then and then you know you're only going to get better. So um, and we don't think we're smarter than anyone. Uh, but <laughs> in, in fact, we know we're not. And so that feedback is really helpful for us. Yeah, that's that's good to know. Um, I guess so for the um, for the offshore brokers who haven't contemplated in the farm space historically, um, getting access to all states. Oh, sorry, getting access to biz packs within all states probably a bit unique in the market that. Also, it's one of the rare um, insurers who have, you can pick up the phone and pretty much get a response from X, Y, or Z. You've got in-house claims team. So the the, the, the um, feedback that Millsy and I are getting, say, over the last probably two years, yeah. is even the best insurers, their underwriting service uh, levels and their claims service levels um, haven't been haven't been good. Yeah. You know, I think that... The, there's no doubt that there's been we've held on a lot of farm business on the on the basis of our claims. Yeah. I think that um, the, the two key things when we speak to brokers when you visit a broker is they comment on the turnaround on the farm uh, from June and Stuart uh, is because obviously it takes a long time to put a, a farm quote up, but that can come back to you pretty quickly. Some of our competitors, as you, as the brokers would be aware, are still manual, yeah. so that's a manual process where you send that away. Um, so I think that's that's been a benefit for us. The, the claims is a really good example of, um, we know that there's some competitors we've got that don't do their own claims. And, and when you wanna chase up a claim, they're saying, ring your BDM, and then your BDM will contact the claims at the insurer. So not only are you going to the end of the line, you actually need someone else in there to help you, um, which they, they can get to that pretty quickly or they may not. And so I think for us, we've got, Vicky gives everyone her, her mobile number. So I, I, I'm not I'm not aware of many other underwriting agencies. I don't, I'm probably certain not insurers give a mobile number out to their claims manager. So she's the manager who makes the decisions. Um, obviously, Karen and Gek um, are there. Nicole as well um, yep. on, on maternity leave at the moment. But uh, but no, that's that's been a huge 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 bonus for us is is the claims and and actually having we don't need to have all these costs associated with BDMs in every state because yep. if you need something you can ring myself. So I'm the director of distribution, which is a fancy word for BDM. Um, and also you can ring claims people direct and also the underwriters. So just, just to cut in there, um, DOD, I like that. Um, um, you've got your own underwriting authority, hey? I do, yeah. Yeah, I do. So that, uh, when, when Scotty and I are trying to work with insurers, it's probably at that escalation point where brokers are banging their head up against the wall for too often and... Um, we go through the trail and we're just seeing all these people has been escalated to that haven't got that authority to make the decision, yes or no, call it and move on. Yeah, yeah. I think, and, and Haley has also got underwriting authority. And I think that, and and in both our experience, I think that you're nearly set, setting up BDMs to fail if you send them out there and say, go and get relationships and bring them in. And they really can't do anything other than be a, be a nice person. They could be knowledgeable and as helpful as possible. Um, but I think when you when you need something, that's yeah. when you need someone with authority. Um, and I, I know that um, insurers uh, throughout the years have had their distribution team report to a distribution manager in state and the underwriting team report to an underwriting manager. Yeah. Um, and we all obviously report into Rodney. Rodney's bond our CEO. And so um, so for us, it's 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 really simple. We all work as a team. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I think that uh, yeah, that's obviously been a, a big a big push um, for us is to make sure that we if we if we can help people, we will help people. Yeah, and I think you mentioned earlier we don't deal with every broker in the country, uh, and we're very strategic about that because you've seen it in lots of businesses, and there's lots of examples that you've spoken about and with brokers that they just you just get too big too quick. Yeah, and so we we didn't didn't want to ever be not ringing people back. And if you can't get back to someone within a couple of hours or that day, then I think you're failing. If that happens once or twice, um, there can be reasons for it. People are traveling and those those things. But I think that, um, yeah, that's a good measure of success. And I think, I mean, people can ring Rodney, the CEO, yeah. and have a chat with Rodney at any particular point. Well, um, for those who don't know Rodney, he flew over for our offshore camp trip two weeks ago. Yeah. And um, he was a guy kind of walking in circles, hobbling around on his foot. So that's right. That was a good effort from Rodney. I think that um, he's 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 he played a bit of cricket and Aussie rules down in Country Vic. He's a he's a Country Vic boy. Yeah. Um. So he's falling apart slowly, <laughs> but uh, hopefully he has a bit of time to recover over the break. I don't I don't think it's the best time to try to recover. Um, yeah. You know. So I don't know if he has eats as much trifle as we do in our family, but um, but hopefully he comes back or firing on all cylinders. So, yeah. but Rodney was a really, really big win for us, Mick. I think that Rodney's experience, he was a state manager for a number of insurers. Yeah. Um, he's done a lot of portfolio remediation in workers' comp and property. Uh, and we managed to get him, he was in Hong Kong. I think his role was the um, the head of property in Asia Pacific, yeah. based in Hong Kong. And it was during COVID and he had a huge beard and looked like he was shipwrecked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really good because he his family's in Perth. Yeah, um, and which is where our team is. So that that was a big win for us. So yeah. that's been really good for the whole team, and um, yeah, and we got a lot of experience out of that. Yeah, just just on remediation, um, I, I got to see it firsthand when he was um, looking through the Fordham book to get the terms set up for the transition. And um, there's a lot of good stuff in Fordham, but there's some probably some stuff that either shouldn't have been written or shouldn't have been written the way it was. Um, and he he was really good at um, dismantling that. Picking apart what burn a book, yeah, um, but not burning the book and, yeah. and, and chucking the baby out of the bathwater. Well, I think you're right. I think that it, 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 no matter how many actuaries or people look at a particular risk, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, everyone knows that insurance. So, uh, you know, there might be a particular occupation that doesn't perform well over the last five years. Well, that doesn't mean necessarily mean it's not going to perform well over the next five years. So, yeah. you need to have a look at the sample that you've got and say, okay. Um, is this is there something that's wrong with this occupation, or is it the location, or whatever it may be, or are the rates not right? So I think that um, it is good to have someone with that experience. And I I, I worked on this portfolio a number of years ago, yeah. Um, and uh, so it was also it was good to have Rodney because he's come from an outside yeah. looking in. Because like I say, every company's got risks they don't like, and some they do. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and that that's been a challenge as well, Mitt, because uh, a good example is is takeaways where the takeaways. Um, we get to referral point at half a million with takeaways. So Canopius, who are the lead, want to be referred. So they want to have, you know, they've got, they've got to be the top risk. They've got to have fire suppression and all this stuff. And not every risk has that. Mm. So whereas Hollard, we're, we're happy to write those. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, a lot of these manufacturing risks we're seeing that Canopius are happy to do, some of these that, that Hollard weren't happy to do. Yeah. So we've kind of got, got to get that balance. Um, and sort of say, okay, well, this is where we think we're going to head. And we use we use some uh, some Finity who helped us with rating as well, and they put some sense into it as well. But I mean, the reality of, of it was that it was a, it was a quality portfolio, and a lot of the, the risk had been surveyed. Yeah. Um. And so it was pretty evident to anyone we showed. It was the time 
in the market, I, I think it's getting a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I think that people are trying to stay away from taking a risk on anything because they didn't need to. Because yeah, yeah. underwriters are getting a huge increase on rates here and there. Yeah. So they thought, well, why would I go and do something new? You know, which is could, could could potentially be be a risk for us yeah. when they didn't need to. So I think that um, Canopus are um, are they growing in Australia? And I've known Janine, who is the um, delegated manager um, in Australia yeah. um, for underwriting, uh, underwriting agencies, authorities and stuff. And um, so that was a really good fit for us. Yeah. And they were looking to get into that particular space. And it's business that they, they wouldn't have seen in the market because, yeah, our brokers are in rural and regional areas and we're not yeah. going to deal with everyone. Yeah. Um, so that was a really good fit. Well, that's that, that's a win for security, having... Having your risk spread all across Australia, away from Metro, not just all, all located in Southeast Queensland or Sydney City. Exactly, yeah. I think as we grow as well, our, our underwriting authority will grow as well. So we've got up to six million for Section One and Section Two, and we've unfortunately missed out on a couple of risks that we really would have liked to write. Yeah. Um, as we get support uh, from offshore, that that will grow, and then um, and obviously you know and and, and the you know the greater market as well yeah. um but that, that'll allow us to to write some more risks and and just sort of have a bit bit more um you know obviously we've got to prove ourselves with canopius which is what every underwriter has to do and go through those yeah. but um yeah so we've we've really been appreciating the help um to get there so um so thanks for thanks to you guys for for that help so far yeah no and um You've posted the uh, yeah the underwriting appetite a couple of times. Yeah, it's just been refined a little bit. Yep. Um, but it's probably worthwhile mentioning that it's not um, a carbon copy of the previous Fordham appetite. There's there's risks there that Canopius would write that, like you said earlier, that Hollard Fordham wouldn't. Yeah. Write. Yep. So it's worthwhile for brokers to remember to um, you, you're going to get terms based off the expired Fordham renewal subject to underwriting. Yep. Um, but there's going to be plenty of business that you've placed elsewhere that Auden, oh, sorry, Allstate um, is no doubt going to be able to look at. Yeah, yep. Uh, it's just a matter of time management and, and and where you want to place your business. So Yeah, and the, the, the reason behind that occupation is, was that very fact is to say, well, if you want to know if we can do it, it's on this particular list. So, so we've actually made notes there that we don't do trades liability standalone. Mm. Um, that's that's not our strength, and uh, and we weren't finding a lot of support for that product. And purely that was uh, the the rates that were available at the time. Yeah. And rather than come into the market with something not being competitive, we decided not not to do it at that particular point. But that may be something down the track. Um, but we can do trades if they have a, a business premise. Um, yeah. You know, they use yeah. portable goods and, and stuff and 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 a storeroom or whatever it may be. Um, anything on that particular list that's got a green tick for liability and property. That means that we've got a limit of six million. So yep. that that's the hazards that are under hazard seven. Um, but and anything with a uh, with a referral, then we need to obviously refer that off to the underwriters for acceptance. Yeah. Um, so that's good to, for brokers to know, so they can say yes, well, this is something they can do. And we always say, if you're not sure, give us a ring. Yeah. And then when you put an occupation in uh, into the TIM system, it'll tell you straight away if it's a decline. But this document will even stop you from having to do that. Yeah. And you can have a good good idea. And and look, we we just um. Yeah, trying try to find our place, but we're finding that we're writing a lot of property owners and there was obviously yeah. a lot of property owners on yeah. the portfolio and we're doing a lot of those um, sort of medium hazard uh, risks, yeah. which which are good, um, writing lots of those. So that's been the latest success. Yeah. Um, before I forget, I kind of got sidetracked um, uh, talking about uh, the lovely Roddy Bond, but um, so yeah, uh, we've got our claims department here headed up by Darren Free and, and his team. 
they're amazing. They they service a lot of our, our reps and do a bloody good job. But because of they're on the floor, we Scott and I get to hear them and Millsy, sorry. Um, they can be sitting on online to say insurer X for 20 minutes to an hour. And they've, they've now got it to a to a degree where one person will be sit on hold. When they get through, they'll talk. And before they hang up, they then pass that phone around so all the claims get to speak. Yep. But either way, the, the point is we've gone back to off the feedback from the claims to the brokers to say, hey, price is always going to be an issue. Get it. But when you're placing business um, with the with, with the client, let them know if, if there's like a marginal, if the next insurer is there or thereabouts and there's a better level of service, underwriting or claims, whatever, ideally present that to the client or at least let, present the lower terms, but let them know that with, with the lower terms comes X, Y, and Z service standards yeah. at, at this stage. I, I agree, Mick. I think we've had this, this discussion um, that it really helps the claim time but and at renewal time you're not necessarily thinking of that all the time and you know a few thousand dollars can be a lot at the moment but um but yeah i agree i think that's always that discussion and we we have customers who will say uh you know we want to stay with allstate because the claims they've had in the in the past yeah i think that um i think you guys do a really good job in, in having darren i was here when darren first joined oh really um, yeah uh that was 2009 it was a long time ago Oops. Right. We won't count the years, but I think that the the respect that Darren has, I know, within our team, yeah. that helps a lot. So when when he phones, um, he gets to speak to the same people every time. They've got their own relationship, so I think that the, the trust and the respect that they've got, yeah. and the the goal that is the same for both parties to get the best outcome for the customer. Yeah. I think that is an absolute key um, in the relationship. So Darren and his team do a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, it is it is difficult when you've got. And we, we obviously build that with lots of brokers, the re relationship and the rapport. Yeah. Um, but it, it is great. I know that the, there's always a sigh of relief when they see that Darren's helped them handing a claim. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. So, you know, congratulations to you guys and Darren on um, on the work he's done so far, because that that is really noticed. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's key for us. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, um, very much like me, Darren's got a face for radio. So <laughs> everyone loves talking to him on the phone. <laughs> Uh, for old Darren, no, that's he does a great job, and he's not that bad. He's a, he's a seven. Seven. I reckon he's a seven. Yeah, he's a Brisbane seven. He's a, <laughs> no, no, he's great, and um, yeah, and like I said, we really appreciate that. Cool. Um, any what's um, any updates with farm that? No, is nothing. That, is that running well? Yeah. Well, the 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 key for the farm really was, and we all know we went through that period where underwriters are pulling out of the market, and um. And farm wasn't really on anyone's radar yeah. as, a, as a new product, and I think that um, the natural catastrophe exposure on farms there—that's the, obviously a concern for everyone. And with climate change, and I think Macquarie Bank came out with a report showing some statistics, and I think they they demonstrated Acmea's result. Um, that's probably something we could share. Mick, or you, mm -hmm. you guys might have seen it, but it's worth distributing because they've they've updated that recently. Right. But but the Acmea's combined ratio, which, which is their, oh yeah. You know, Operating result was about 180 percent. Um, so they were losing significant am amounts of money. And anytime you're in a market with someone who's up cheaper than you, who who is not losing money, there's not really you know any any point in trying to match. You know, it, it, there's not there's nothing you know that you know that they don't. Yeah. Um, they're just trying to buy market share. So that was a real challenge. Um, but our loss ratio, the target there, that's running really well. It's been, been going really well. I think it's been under 30% for the last 12 to 18 months. 
wow. on a property. Okay. Um, motor runs high, but that's okay because it's okay. a different different beast. Um, so that that's that's going really well, and that's obviously we've got to balance that, you know, in, in looking to grow our business, but also making sure we're profitable because we've seen there was a couple of farm agencies that lost capacity. I think one of them just recently we was able to get that back, which is great. Um, but there's one that's hasn't had haven't been able to do that. Yeah. And so, um, which is which is challenging because I mean, you, we we are in competition with other underwriting agencies. But I mean, I was a broker in Tamworth, um, and you you want as many options as possible. Yeah. That's that's really the best outcome for customers, I think. And I think that there's, I think that in this Macquarie report, the farm market they think which excludes crops one point six billion dollars, and we know we've got competing with elders and West farmers, so they've got a large market share. But there's enough business for everyone. Yeah. Um, so that that's not really an issue, but uh, but no, the, the farm is going well, and I think we're um, we are seeing that with the, the underwriting system we've got. We had some challenges with that, and we've just got that. So searching for a client, that's a good example of, of we got some feedback early um, that when you search for a client, that wasn't as as helpful as it possibly oh, okay. could have been. Yeah. So now you can put in keywords or spell their name or and and search for that. So um, so that's been and also the schedule. Where you can move the vehicles around, they're working on that as well. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have an update. We'll send a mailchimp out about that. We're just making sure that's working. Yeah. Um, to release that because again, that's some feedback we got, which is important. So the farm, but I think one of the most exciting things we're doing is a livestock product. Yeah. Um, and so we've been working on this for a, a long time, but essentially it'll be a mortality product, which is similar to what CGU had with death cover for bulls and sheep, um, and loss of use for accident, loss of use for accident illness. So we'll have that product. Uh, we look like that will be signed, we think, in December. So for we'll get that out early next year, right. which is great. Also, with that livestock product, we'll have a separate one, which we're calling a herd cover, which you can ensure a, a, a herd of uh, cattle, sheep, but also you know pigs that are in a piggery, um, chicken, uh, so chicken growers. So um, we can't ensure if they're in an EPS building, that's okay. We can insure them, but we can't obviously can't insure the building. Yeah. And what the, the feedback on that is from brokers has been that EPS is quite expensive. So if we can take that livestock out of there, um, they'll be able to place that because the limits, you know, might be five mil or whatever it may be. So we can take significant limits out of there and place that on a separate policy. Um, yeah. Which will probably help and other underwriters, you know, because yeah. when you get to different levels, you know, over five, there's two, three markets. Yeah. Um, underneath there might be a few more. So it's just trying to make that uh, easy to place okay. for brokers. So we'll have some more more about that and we'll get that to you so you can share it internally if you'd like, or we can have it to do, you know, um, a webinar or whatever it may be, a PD day if you're having any of those. Um, I think they'll probably kick off next year. I just don't know when. I'm going to have the South African conference in April, but um, yeah, uh, let us know when it's ready to release okay. and we'll get it across community to start with. All right. Maybe um, we'll get get you back for potty number two. We'll get Millsy in here. Yeah, well, that'd be good. I think that um, I think we know um, the brokers within Oshaw that, yeah. that do a lot of, do a lot of the livestock just from having that discussion. So we'll reach out to them. But like I said, there might be some new people that we're unaware of, um, and we're happy to do any training. We might actually do some, some training that includes some CPD points, like we did with our weather. Um, because it is it is a product that uh, if you haven't dealt with it before, it's it's quite interesting, um, and, and there's lots of opportunities for it as well. I mean, yeah, okay. a lot some offshore brokers and, and a lot of brokers in in the market in general will have a referral agreement with a lo local livestock agent. Yeah, um, which is great because they could actually just go and 
um, you know, log into our system, yeah. um, provided it's given the okay by the offshore broker and put details in there. And yeah. so we can look at all that. But um, like I said, we'll have that more information about that once. That's well, yeah, maybe give us a holler when it's um, kind of ready for release. Okay. Maybe maybe for that one, we can do like a, I don't know, five, 10 minute webinar, like a training video so brokers can see the, the actual process. Okay. That'd be good. That'd be good. I've been trying to get out to the Mount Isa Rodeo. I haven't been there for probably, I think, seven or eight years. I went and stayed at Scott Abraham's. <laughs> and his lovely wife, Annette, cooked some really nice chicken and spaghetti. So I've been trying to get back there for both the company and the food. And, yeah. But uh, it's been a challenge. But that's maybe there's a launch party out there somewhere, Mick. Yeah, I'm available that weekend. Very good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Cool. Well, um, have you got anything else um, to update us? Or? No, I don't think so. I think that's what we're, where we're at at the moment. Like, I've mentioned it earlier, but the feedback's been fantastic. Any more, that's great. Um, yep. That that's really helped us. And um, but other than that, thanks for giving me time to talk to you, mate. I know that um, you guys are all busy up here, and it's that time of year where everyone's trying to uh, trying to wind things up, but that and doesn't get happen until the very last day on the very last moment. But um, yeah, but uh, best of luck with it. Nah, thanks, mate. Um, just um, I was having a a lunch with Treno. Um, just before this, and we were planning on doing like a stock standard webinar. And I said, oh, no, I reckon it's about this time where brokers might need to have a bit of um, um, fuel to get to sleep. So uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks for this. Happy to put you sleep whenever. We talk about farm insurance or you know, <laughs> livestock, but any time. No, thanks very much, mate. No problems. Thanks, Vic. Cheers.